Emma. Hey, dude. How is it going? It's going good. We missed another week again. I, to be fair, slacked on the uh, last podcast. I messed that up. In what way? Huh? In what way? Editing. Oh, yeah, okay. But you're super busy, so that's fine. Yeah, I was crazy busy. But I got it done, and it's out. And I will speak closer to my mic now because I uh, definitely noticed that I was all over the place. Oh, uh, but yeah, we can still try to throw software at the problem to make it go away. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard there are solutions to this problem that yeah. we can tap into. Yeah. But yeah, it is still surprisingly, like it's still a surprising amount of work to edit a podcast, I think. I don't know. Like, do you think so? Or you think we're just doing it wrong? I'm not sure. I want to talk to some, like, someone that's like been doing this for a long time, and I am really hoping that this person would be like, "Like, you guys are idiots. What are you doing? You reinventing I, the wheel here?" Maybe worse. What even. I want <laughs> worse. Even <laughs> what I'm wondering is that there are. Uh, people that do this professionally like you can outsource this as a service and just get your podcast edited and i looked at a few of these offers and they all advertise that they will cut out all the ooms and ahs and ams and weird noises that you make in the background can they cut my likes because uh because i don't like maybe those. we can probably could ask for this but like we could we're, we're not even doing this and it's already taking us quite a lot of time to edit our podcasts. Yeah, that's... So I'm just wondering if you do these kinds of things as well, how long would it actually take to record? Yeah, I feel like... It would, uh, sorry, to edit, of course. Yeah, to, to, record, to get it to uh, to the public. Yeah, I know. It, yeah. It, it would definitely be faster. And then with that in mind, I was a little bit surprised to see how expensive it is to edit, a, like get your podcast edited by somebody how else. Much? roughly uh i would say like a dollar per minute oh really well yeah well i don't think that's that bad no so we'll just start making shorter episodes you know we'll do like three <laughs> yeah. minute uh podcasts yeah once a month <laughs> no so i think that's a problem like with our average length and then our goal to have weekly episodes we're hitting like the 200 threshold yeah. for yeah, maybe not 200, but it's like 160 is, I think, like a reasonable entry point into the market. Yeah. And that is a lot, like a lot of money for us who just do it as a hobby. For fun. So I think, yeah. But then on the other hand, if you have to live off of editing podcasts and you're faster than we are, but it still takes you like a minute to edit each minute in a podcast, then yeah, I think it's like a fair hourly wage. What about that website where uh, it's like Fiverr or something like that, where you just, like, $5 yeah, it, for... Yeah, dude, you get what you pay it, for, you know? Would, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even there, I would say most, like, if you want to have something that's a little bit more, like, respectable, um, and then, again, with our length, we're, even on Fiverr, hitting, like, the $1 per minute mark. Mm. So it doesn't make a big difference if we go there to, like, other services. Uh, it would always be the same. Yeah, but I've been thinking of hiring, outsourcing this to maybe my girlfriend. Oh, yeah, that 
because she has way more time than I have and could just do this, but it also feels a little bit dishonest to get her to do it and <laughs> then not pay her $160 per month. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, let's, uh, so, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. And right now it's not that bad because we only managed to record twice per month. So. <laughs> Darn it. We should have just kept it to once a month. <laughs> that would yeah. be much easier. <laughs> Over promise from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But no, but how have the last two weeks been? Um, it's been uh, been a little little stressful. Been doing a lot of things. Been trying to uh, seek out new endeavors, and uh, and then we'll see how that goes. Trying to jump into more elixir, and I actually been working a lot with that mobile application that I talked to you a couple episodes ago from uh one of my friends task oh yeah yeah so i ended up yeah so i ended up we ended up having a talk and i uh will definitely join the partnership there oh i think i think it's a good opportunity because i mean i see a lot of potential there because i've seen he's first of all he's a really awesome front ender nice and in the way that uh that he just he's he's good at at just designing and figuring out like really awesome UX and UI. So it's been great. And he's, he, the, the app has gotten featured by a whole bunch of people. Like a- Apple featured it on the app store. Uh, Google featured it on the Google play store. Like, and it keeps getting um, attention from like, to do. I, I didn't even know. Yeah. I was like, I honestly was in disbelief a little bit because I was just like, isn't there like a gazillion to do, you know, apps? Yeah. They but it are, seemed, probably. Yeah, probably. But there seems to be very few that, uh, that like are put effort in. Like, I, I, I think that we, we have that we have that notion just because everybody starts with a to-do app as when they start programming and it's like the first oh, yeah, project that you're well. engaging and you don't actually take it seriously but this guy took it really seriously you know yeah. like, and he has really nice features in there where um based on what you type it creates like subtasks or for example if you put in like if you put in read 10 pages from this book it yeah. will literally break it down into 10 steps where you can um if you want, oh, nice. yeah, you can like slide the uh, the task, and it'll yeah. start counting like one, two, three, four, five, six, and like you can select how many you've completed, and it's like it's That's really cool. Yeah, he's 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 put a lot of effort into all of that, and uh, where I come in is that I saw the API in the back end, yeah. and uh, he didn't he didn't quite set that up, so that's not really his like forte. And we yeah. started talking a little bit of like the future and what he wanted to do with it. And plus, like the thing has over sixty thousand users, and I think that that's oh, a that's, that's a really great audience to build a business on top of if if yeah. if it allows it, you know. So I uh, I thought that was great, and I uh, I decided that I, yeah, I I told him that I would check out the um, API in the back end, and I started telling him and pointing out some flaws or some improvements that i won't mention here for yeah. security purposes <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> but it's not, it's not like your data was not secure it's just like the whole um 
Well, I, I guess I could like say it a little bit. It's like just the the you know like the way that you uh, you do requests and like the API yeah. key and, and with what key do you make requests and that strat like the strategy was it's not it wasn't flawed at all. It, it yeah. worked, but uh, it could definitely be more modern and better. Um, so yeah. I I did that work like last week too, and then uh, there was an interesting problem where. Um, obviously, since he didn't make the backend on some of the new columns that he created on some tables in the database, since he's doing a lot of JavaScript, he started mixing, mashing snake case and camel case. Oh. <laughs> so there were yeah. columns that were snake case and there were columns that were uh, camel case. So, uh, so we were, that's, it was a, it was a, e like, relatively easy in the realm of software development and like web development with like problems yeah um to to think about so we gave it some thought and we started thinking of how we can solve this because this is definitely something that we especially me if i'm gonna be the one yeah. being solely on the back end in the api then i was like no this we got to do something about this, cause this <laughs> yeah i will <laughs> not stand for this yeah yeah. So I uh, so we um, we created this nice um, like keys parser for the V1 that is mm. currently right now live, and then um, and then he he definitely thought that with all this confusion he asked me is it possible to to send you everything from the mobile app in Camel Case and then you handle that to save it as snake case in the database yeah. and uh yeah that's not that traditional but i was like yeah for sure like if 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 that's something that will just you know make it easier for you and less confusing and and i was like it's, it's not that hard so i also did a parser for like those and and then the interesting thing was obviously updating the names on those fields because uh, we needed to like deploy at one specific time to uh, to sync everything up yeah. as quick as possible and break as little as people's flows as possible in a yeah. span of time. But we did it, man. We did it, and and it uh, it worked worked great. Uh, the whole nice. implementation worked great, and and I think that there were some issues for like thirty minutes, but that's about it. That's not too bad. Yeah. So I uh, so now the next step is I will be rewriting the whole backend in Elixir. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds quite good. Yeah, so it's going to be uh it's going to be really interesting is I can't wait honestly and I'm going to just I'm going to definitely start off with GraphQL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense in this case, I think. Yeah, definitely. So that's yeah, that's uh, pretty good. <clears throat> that's what I've been up to. So we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I've been using been using the app too, and the, and the new version, the two that he designed, is completely different, and the UI is just like I'm not even uh, overselling this. It's just so freaking nice. I thought it was really really nice. People are gonna love it for sure. Cool. So what uh, what have you been up to? It's been a long time since we talked. Yeah, that's but Wait, are you you on vacation right now, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, st staycation. Staycation. Uh, so, I have most most of this week off. Um I'm actually going back to Germany tomorrow uh for just one day. Why? There's a 
so there's a convention um, that is relevant to yeah our industry. So it would be really nice to go there and kind of check it out. And I have not been on a like convention for quite a while, so I'm really looking forward to going there. And then the only reason, or one of the reasons why I'm doing this is that a friend of mine will pick me up in the evening and we will drive back home together because he will stay with us for two nights. And on Friday, we're, go, uh, we're going to the motorcycle convention in Utrecht. Oh. So really looking forward to that. And because we can drive back, it was kind of a nice, um, yeah, it was nice how kind of the two things aligned. Otherwise, I don't think I would have done it, but this way, it's, um, yeah, two birds, one stone. So wait, so he's taking you there or he's taking you back? No, so I'm going there by myself, but then we drive back together to the Netherlands. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. So that we can go to like the next convention on Friday. Yeah, yeah. Next. That is the, oh, that's, that's the plan. That sounds really nice. Yeah, and yeah, I've been... What have you been so, doing with all this magical free time then, man? Yeah, so that's a little bit of thing. So um, the last episode uh, episode sounded really kind of optimistic and energetic. And I've kind of hit a little bit of a slump after that. Um, mm. It's been kind of difficult, let's say like 10 days now. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, Just to get on it or you, you hit a, a wall? um no it's has not so much to do with like the task itself but more everything else that has been going on so oh. i've been like last week has been really stressful and with a lot of like different activities that happened we had kind of a big storm here on like sunday and monday that shuffled some things around oh my gosh i saw that yeah it was germany got it worse though right yeah i wasn't like it's not one of the like every 100 year storm no 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 i know but I know. it was still like it, it was an actual storm and i think it's okay if afterwards you need a day to kind of get the infrastructure uh going again so trains were out for a day planes were out um or almost all flights got canceled sunday to monday um was a little bit of like chaos but that's fine but then yeah there's also like a lot of things on my mind right now and i've been trying to figure it out a little bit some of the things are completely irrelevant and just a little bit of like anxiety popping up and then some things just need to be dealt with but i'm also making it super complicated so anxiety. that has that has uh yeah caused my productivity to drop quite drastically i have to say anxiety over like work um not so much like it's still a new job and i'm trying to kind of find my role in there and trying to learn as much as i can to get up to speed and that plays a little bit of a part in this but then there also have been just other things like planning this year for example has been like a s slowly starting to become a more challenging task uh when to kind of meet family and friends and uh, do the various activities and it feels like we have or I have committed to, let's say, like different events that now need to be planned. And somehow I'm the one who has to plan them, I think. And then there's like small stuff where, for example, we brought the car to the dealership to get it serviced and have to deal with this now. We have the motorcycles at the other garage uh, and want to pick them up from the winter storage soon. So these are all kind of things that need to be organized and... Uh, oh yeah then the other thing is that we had a lot of um, construction work around the house 
not necessarily our house itself, but more the house Ooh, underneath. So it's like the worst time to take a, a staycation? Uh, so they're finished now. Okay, and good. It's, but the week before was super stressful because essentially every day somebody called me because they needed to get into our apartment to do some like maintenance work mm-hmm. in the in the floors because like they our floor is their ceiling essentially and they had to kind of do stuff with their ceiling so and then like a lot of stuff just didn't work out well so for example they um put up like a double double ceiling mm-hmm. and they uh screw like drilled holes into the floor for the mounting points and just completely drilled the screws through the floor into our or Shut through up. the ceiling into our floor. Shut up. So you yeah, had so, like you had screws popping out of your freaking yeah. floor? Yeah, we had in eight places we had screws coming out of our floor. Dude, what the heck? And these are like things that were just super stressful to deal with. Like I didn't expect this, but I was dreading every day because you just knew that somebody had to come by and fix something. Or you had to like call somebody to get them to fix what they broke like two days before and it was just it was a mess and it was super exhausting so all of this means i'm really happy that i have some vacation but i also noticed that i'm really kind of stressing out whether or not i'm using my vacation right and i feel i've not relaxed enough or got enough mm-hmm. stuff done and these kind of things so yeah it has been a little bit of a challenge and in a way i think it I'm always coming back to like the concept of minimalism because I feel I would really benefit from this like just by for example owning a car and motorcycles and these kind of things they're they're really nice and add like positive things to my life but they're also super exhausting in other regards so for example having to figure out weekly or uh, yearly maintenance it's just yeah annoying no i i know i know what you mean sometimes that's why i miss the netherlands when i didn't have to i didn't need a car like i wish yeah. i actually really honestly wish i didn't need a car yeah but here is is difficult i did go also like that stressed me out a little bit too i took my um i took the car i bought here to get an oil change like a while back yeah and they're like oh we found out that you need to change this and this and this and this and this soon and yeah. like here's the bill and my eyes like almost popped out of my head and I, and then and then so then i was like okay but uh but can i still drive it <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> and like every single mechanic in the entire planet will tell you you know they're like no yeah. like we don't really advise it i mean you could yeah. but you need to change it as soon as possible otherwise they'll mess all the things up and i just and that was um that was about three months ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so nothing has been done to it. And I've just... I'm not saying that that uh, that I thought they were lying, but I'm saying, like, yeah. like I'm not going to pay that money right now. And I I mean, I am. I'm saving for it, but it's just something that stresses me out every time I drive it. Yeah. I'm like, crap, is this going to get, like, is this going to yeah. leave me somewhere, you know? Uh, we had the same. Like, we had a few issues that just got worse and worse. And it was, like, clear that it needs to go into the shop yeah but yeah now it's there they checked everything and of course it's like an older car so there are like a gazillion things that should be fixed right and yeah, yeah i'll have to here. deal with this uh over the weekend like uh adulting but, super hard bro yeah exactly <laughs> but these are things where i'm like okay if i 
didn't have that i wouldn't have to worry about this and maybe i would still keep the car because like the positivity outweighs the negativity but like there are other things where for example like around our household where i'm like i can probably get rid of like half my stuff i wouldn't miss it yeah and could probably either like fill it with the stuff that's more valuable to me so one of the things that we're always discussing is um having like a small kind of workshop like a bench and some tools to like do some small woodworking or sure just a place to fix the bicycle these kinds of things and right now we can't really fit this in our place but then there are also like a thousand things in here that i never use that i could like gladly move away to make space for for this and i'm not sure if this is something that i'm just now thinking about because everything else is like kind of sucks and i just want to fix a problem that maybe is not actually a problem to feel like feel better or if this would actually contribute to my happiness like i'm not sure where i'm on which side i fall so right now i'm just trying to chill and uh get through the week and then friday will be super nice with the motorcycle convention here in utrecht Uh, i think it's a fourth year in a row that we're going um i think the third year with the friend that's joining so uh, really looking forward to this was super fun last year and then hopefully I'm a little bit relaxer when it comes to the weekend. Yeah, that's nice. That's how uh, that's how staycations should be. Actually, I think you should just completely relax. I yeah, I didn't see it like that before. Before, if you told me that I should you know have a vacation for a week at my house, I'll be like, I'm gonna get so much stuff done. But I think that it it should be more about relaxing and chilling and recharging. But like that is the that is what I struggle with is that I don't really know what to do to really kind of feel relaxed or recharged. And the things that I did do didn't really give me like the super satisfied feeling that I actually recovered some energy. Mm-hmm. So. As a concrete example, like I played some video games the last few days. I worked a little bit on some code the last few days. Uh, today, I kind of did more practical stuff around, um, yeah, kind of reorganizing my office a little bit. But none of these things really feel like I'm super kind of, yeah, refreshed or that I really um, regain some energy. Hmm. And for the gaming, for example, I think it just doesn't work like this. And it's more it's more distraction than act, that it actually serves it a purpose. A yeah, like I really enjoy playing the games that I played, for example. But it's not something that, yeah, really helps me feel happy and content. No, and yeah, it's true. Like each pe- each person should have their own definition of this and what it actually means for them i think that i was watching like i think it was like an interview or something where uh where they were discussing like relaxing and and was it i forgot if it was a podcast or something but it was like for some people it might be working on some things or experimenting on some things you know yeah like i think for me relaxing would also just be like start researching some technology that i that i want to just research just browsing on browsing on the web just not really doing a lot yeah exactly something like this could be really nice i really think that something um practical like something to do with 
hands would be really nice to do. So a little bit of woodworking or I'm actually bringing one of my or my old motorcycle. I only have one old motorcycle uh, to the Netherlands again to kind of start working on this. Nice. So these kinds of mechanical tasks, I think, could be really fun because it just uses a completely different part of the brain. It's physical. You have like concrete results afterwards. It's not like code where essentially nothing around me changes when I write code. It's just yeah. more, line and, uh, more lines in a text file. Yeah. So this is a theory that I really want to test this year is whether or not these kinds of activities would be more valuable when it comes to relaxing and recharging for me. And whether or not I want to... So this is the kind of the theory that I started the year with um, and why I read Digital Minimalism, the book. Mm-hmm. Because I do think that how I use digital technology is not necessarily aligned with what is really good for me or helps me or my values, um, to be frank. And especially when we look at gaming, for example, it's something that I really enjoy and I really want it to be part of my life, but in small... Um, doses? Small doses and like with specific goals in a way. So if I play with friends, for example, it's super fun, really nice. Yeah. If I play a new game, it's also super fun, really nice. If I'm spending the 300th hour in factorio it's also still really fun in a way but it doesn't feel as valuable to me as kind of the first 100 yeah and this is where i want to find a balance where i still allow myself to enjoy this hobby of mine but where i'm also really mindful of where it becomes a distraction and not a value add in in my life in a way yeah, and the other part of this is of course also creating alternatives I've heard, I don't know who it was anymore, but I like it comes to mind because it really fits well here. I heard a father talk about how he sets rules for his kids, how they are allowed to use the iPad and like uh, watch TV. Oh, that's not, dude, that's such a must. But he was, so I th- thought it was so interesting what he said because he said they in like in his family, they don't have a maximum time they're allowed to use these things because okay. he feels that if his kids want to spend a whole day in front of the iPad, he didn't do a good job to offer them interesting alternatives. Huh. So what he will do is he will, uh, so he's also, for example, like working on motorcycles in the garage and has a son around to kind of help him out and get him excited around motorcycling, essentially. And they do a lot of stuff outdoors. And like he tries to offer uh, interesting and valuable activities to his kids. And it says, in general, this means they will not spend more than like an hour um, playing games on the couch. And then they will get bored um naturally and want to do more exciting things again dude that is such a great freaking tip and i'm not sure if i would ever be able to kind of manage the same but i think that this this thought to me like that really stuck in my brain to say if i notice myself being distracted the whole day by netflix maybe the problem is not so much netflix but that i also don't have another interesting activity that i can fill my time with yeah yeah that i haven't figured out what the things are that really uh, that I really enjoy and that really make me kind of happy in a way. True. That's that's a really great thought. And one thing that I noticed now, for example, is that I would be like I would really like to uh, take the mountain bike out and just cycle for two or three hours. But of course, my mountain bike is broken right now, and I would have to fix it first. And I just postponed this for way too long. So now that I have the time and I feel this need, I can't satisfy it. And that's also a lesson that I'm 
kind of learning that yeah should have done this like a few weeks ago yeah man that's really great to think about though yeah what you said yeah yeah it really stuck with me yeah and i don't have kids but i think it applies no, to me to, as well no yeah that's that's what i mean uh applying it to yourself and the things that you do like if you find yourself watching netflix all day or if you then uh then the problem is that you yeah you don't yeah. like there's nothing else that uh that will interest you um so much or that that you're passionate about that will make you not do that you know one of the a little bit of the problems here is that it's really hard for me to find like a good place that i could turn into a uh, workshop and i've looked at a lot of pictures of workshops now and i would really like to have one but i mean on the same thing and and i don't like you know to call you out on it no it's fine don't you think that that's a little bit of an excuse as well like because we we said we set ourselves excuse all the time for certain things like there's there i've i've heard this over and over again with people who are trying to diet or ask me for advice on on dieting and going to the gym and getting fit and they're like i just don't have the time and i'm like that's not that's just not true that's just not true like you can find like if it's it's, if it's important enough for you like you'll find the time when i i was there was a point where i was like working two jobs and i was working like 16 hours a day like 15 hours a day and it wasn't that i was doing some like you know mindless uh tasks either like you know i was i was um doing software development for both jobs and I was finding time to wake up early and actually go to uh, the gym, even if it was 20 minutes, 20 minutes, you know? And then there, there are other things like, I remember I helped my dad lose weight um, a lot, actually. He, I think, I think he lost like, I think he lost something like 30 kilos, maybe. Mm-hmm. But when I came to visit him one time, this was a long time ago, he he was just way too overweight, way too overweight. And he was just like, I just don't have the time. I'm out all day working because he, he works uh, like in installing. He At the time, he worked installing uh, satellite TV. So yeah. he would go to people's houses and be the technician who would just install things. So he would go from house to house. And be like, I just don't have the time where I, when I, the only time I have to eat is between houses right like he would yeah. finish a job at a house and then he would get whatever he could quickly in the way yeah and then go like that's just an excuse though because i said i was like okay we'll do this i was like when you come home we'll cook chicken for the next day or we'll cook uh whatever healthy meal for the next day and we'll yeah. take it with we'll take it with us you know yeah and we started doing that and then he just realized how actually easy it was like even yeah. if you come home tired if it's actually important to you to lose weight you will take 30 minutes 40 minutes whatever it takes to cook your meal for the next day and have it ready like what does that take away from you just 30 40 minutes from laying in the couch and watching tv you know like something that will be the opposite of what you expect the outcome to be which is be fit or yeah be healthy so i think in a way that you could literally if you really wanted to if it's if it's something that's important to you you could find a little space in your house for now and yeah and just start that is true and it's also the plan but it's also i think on like the trend scheme of things it's also a little bit of question that comes up or yeah not for the first time um when we think about where we want to live how we want to live 
um, whether or not we might want to move or yeah, we're also getting to the age where people around us start buying houses, which is another stress. Yeah, I, yeah, I am most definitely. I'm not sure how I feel about this. That's but, just keeping up with the Jonas's though, you know, like yeah. just looking, it's just becoming more expandable now because you can see your friends on Facebook or Instagram, whatever you have. And you can see that, uh, like keep up with them wherever they are in Germany. Like if you didn't have your phone, you wouldn't be able to see this, yeah. right? You would well, not. I, but these are actually people I talk to daily. Like I'm not on social media anymore, so I don't actually get those signals. Yeah. But so like you still talk to people, you talk to colleagues, how like where they live, how they figured out how to be close to the office, for example. And then these conversations come up where, uh, yeah, we bought a house like 20 minutes out of the city or oh, I just bought an apartment here. It was easier than renting and these kind of things. And we're like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, can I still rent? Doesn't make sense. Shouldn't we? But like, it's just, it's a mess. But yeah, like those are all, so kind of taking a step back, I think these are all, generally speaking, issues that I spend probably like a little bit too much time with. Mm -hmm. uh, thinking about the house, like the one that we have and how- What do you mean, wanna... what do you mean spend too much time? Like they, they occupy yeah, time so in I, your mind? I, yeah, I worry about okay. them too much. Okay, I see. So this is all where kind of like a little bit of like this anxiety comes in again, where it's like, oh shit, like- should I be doing something smarter with my money? Like, is it a wise choice to rent or should I buy something? Should I move because I would like to live in Amsterdam, for example, or in Utrecht and like in a bigger town with like a more interesting neighborhood? Or would the increase in rent not be a smart financial decision? And the same goes then for the cars and for the motorcycles. And like, should I own a motorcycle if I don't drive it that much? Like last year, I actually didn't do many kilometers with my motorcycle. And I feel incredibly guilty because it costs still a lot of money to own. And I'm like, yeah. okay, I could, especially now with the car, like, does it actually make sense to keep the motorcycle or should I not rather put the money towards the car? And I've not driven it last year. Like, these are all things that I spend way too much time kind of worrying about. And in particular, like in these weeks, like last week or like the last two maybe, that are a little bit more intense in general, these are things that come up again. And then when everything is like running smoothly and uh, I'm fine, I don't worry about this as much, but uh, I've really noticed this the last two weeks that, yeah, these are like the questions that came up again. Yeah. And I think that's just part of life, to be honest. Or, or, or personal perspective as well, or what's important to you. Like if yeah. these, it depends on, on how um, important, because, you know, I could tell you like, oh, just don't think about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it's never that simple we yeah. we all have different um different mentalities on things and how we think about stuff and what's uh a tragedy to some people may be nothing to somebody else and yeah. other people's worry about different things i just think it's interesting how as a like as uh as society we've just moved our worries to different things yeah and it's based on where you're located as well. Like, oh, you know, yeah, that is true. And and what your circumstances are. Like, I always try to, 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 to take a more global perspective on things as well, where I'm like, why am I worrying about this? Like, there's some people that have far less or something like that. And yeah. it, it's just a matter of perspective, I think. Because, for example, like, I remember uh, um, 
uh somebody was talking about it when i was living in utrecht and they were talking about how like there were neighbors or something or like a group of neighbors that were just starting to complain about the <laughs> bells of the church <laughs> and that like you know and like it was a like it was an actual concern and and they, yeah. they they were like petitioning or something to like stop it or something like that and and i was just thinking like man like we just gotta find things to worry about as as human beings yeah. like it oh, just, yeah, if, if, if if you don't worry about where your next meal is gonna come from if all this is handy dandy like we will find another thing to yeah. to to be worrying about or to uh to be complaining about and so yeah that's true um i think it yeah that is i think part of the of being human to no, worry and to yeah. find problems because i guarantee you there's some kids or families in like bolivia that would not mind whatsoever if those bells went off you know yeah that is true <laughs> that is true so yeah interesting times it is. It is. And it's the best times, though. I honestly, I was oh, yeah, most thinking definitely. about this the other. Uh, I was thinking about this like a couple of days ago, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But then again, like probably every other generation have thought the same thing. But I'm just thinking. And I'm like, I think that I live in. If you put like entire humanity from start to end, whatever yeah. the end is, like I feel like I am just so insanely lucky at this period of time yeah. that I'm living in right now because. It is in this like between thing that I feel because you could argue that the future will, can be much, much better. But I mean, there could be some horrible things coming up yeah. like in the next 100, 200 years, you know, that I won't be able to see whether it's good or bad. But I just yeah. I see it more. I don't know if it's like pessimistic or whatever, but based on how the pace on things are going and like all things around and it, just if you kind of pick up some hints, I could totally see it be completely horrible and bad. So I'm just really thankful at the time. And yeah. period of time uh that i that i'm on this earth yeah i think yeah i think it was a very extremely lucky one where i got to see like the best of both worlds you know like transition between like no technology and technology oh, and that seeing is, yeah. like the rapid growth of it as well and just because you don't see when something's gradual you don't see like you know yeah. you ever you ever seen like those those like ants that come and they're like oh my god you've gone so big you know but your mom's like really you know like i had no yeah. or or like you know because yeah. they're living with you every day so you're like you're yeah. transitioning with them but somebody who yeah like so if you look back at at like 20 years ago you're like holy freaking crap you know i had some hardware in my hands today that i bought probably like 12 13 years ago and it's and that's small an like eternity. yeah it's a small like mini pc that i'm super proud of like or especially when i bought it yeah. and it's like i think it's like a predecessor to like the the raspberry pi yeah and back in the day it was super expensive it can't do anything by today's standards and then i look at like the raspberry pi nowadays which you can get for like literally five dollars and it can do like it outperforms this thing and it's in the palm of your hands like it, it, it fits in the palm of your hands you yeah know? and this was such a like interesting moment and i still feel really proud owning this piece of hardware and i in a way i don't want to like throw it away but i also have like no purpose for it anymore because yeah it's just garbage compared to nowadays technology and for yeah, and it's the thing. Like for ten dollars, I could just replace it with something that's way, way more powerful. 
<laughs> yeah. And I spent, I think I spent like almost 200 euros on it when I bought it. Um, so yeah, it's crazy how technology has changed. It is yeah, interesting, definitely. yeah. And it's it's going, it's just going to keep increasing. Not not like that more slow or whatever, but it will yeah. definitely keep increasing in very scary ways that I, I w- like I honestly don't want to, I wouldn't want to live in, in, in that world, like where we're heading at. I wish I could see it. I'm extremely curious about it, but I don't think I would want to live in, in it. I think it will be, will be good. Well, for the people that, well, for the people that are there at that time, it will be their new normal. So they're definitely going to be fine. But no, I, but I also, I honestly think that we're, um, especially around technology, like it has grown so fast that we didn't really, especially like the slower democratic processes have not been able to keep up with the speed of transformation. But I really feel like on one hand, the transformation is slowing down a little bit. And on the other hand, the, like our democracy is really catching up. If I look at the discussions around regulating the like Silicon Valley companies right now, I think it's a really positive trend. Yeah, but that I'm just gives I'm me just one Yeah, but I'm just wondering about the technology in general. Like if you think that your kid playing on an iPad is bad, yeah. like just really picture, really 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 picture based on reference of other devices and things how VR is going to be in like 50 years yeah but i still think that by then we've probably also learned better ways to deal with this so you could for example argue that one of the big issues that we're currently having is the um this attention economy where companies are incentivized to essentially keep you on your devices for as long as possible and i think we're already seeing a pushback there and I could very well imagine that we'll do the same that happened in like the 70s or 80s when like um, certain types of commercials, for example, were outlawed. So right now you are not allowed to advertise, for example, cigarettes in anywhere, okay, essentially, yeah. with the result that less and less people smoke. And I could very well imagine the same will happen to personalized advertising on the internet where we noticed that it has been just a horrible, horrible thing to happen to humanity. And we will ban, for example, targeted personalized advertisement on the internet with the result that a lot of these services need to find other business models and it might actually not be as lucrative to try to keep you swiping the whole day with the result that people actually are happier with like a better balance. And yeah, but uh, I mean, like I wouldn't can- rule out that this has like a good outcome at the end. No, definitely not. But I'm more referring to like games and like the internet in general. Like the internet will probably move into. I could totally see it, and it might sound like sci-fi. Have you ever you ever seen Futurama? Yeah, of course. There's this one <laughs> episode, so and funny. I'm not. It's so funny. I don't know if you've seen this one episode where they like put on these head masks and they go into the internet, which is just an actual world. I and vaguely I, remember like a scene from this, but not the yeah, whole story arc. I can I can totally see it like moving in that direction. Yeah. Especially games where you can actually especially if you see the increase in games between like the PS1 yeah. and now. And oh, and yeah. and like if this happens the same thing with VR, like I mean, there's just gonna be some people that are just not gonna wanna live in the real world. Yeah. Oh, that at all. very well happen. At all, uh, you know? Especially yeah, if true. this is like mastered, like if this technology goes 
in the same direction as any other technology. Like you'll just be having kids where they're like in certain types of video games that they're just like, or just evolve into adults to where get more, um, I don't know. Games but I think that's, that, are, that brings are, us again back to like the other discussion where it's on us to kind of offer better alternatives. And I think that's true within kind of families, friends, but also on like a societal level. Yeah, it is. That it is up to us. But how many people are doing like what that what that dad is doing, for example? Because that that yeah. should be like like that should be the freaking example of every single parent. Like you should check on other things to do rather than move in that direction. But I think this is something that we are still figuring out. And oh yeah, because I think there's all, like yeah. a lot of like positive signals that we're moving in the right direction, but it's not something that is solved. And I think in part it has like requires kind of us to learn and change and adapt and like this starts with us as well like the discussion we had today around for example like all these worries and anxiety and not knowing how to kind of relax during a vacation this is very much the same problem and this is us not having access to like all these other like tools that are yet to come and we already struggle with this yeah and i I think it's like for me at least i know that i personally need to figure this stuff out to just be a little bit more balanced in my life and in the same way i think it's something that every like we still all have to learn and on the other side of this is that we kind of have especially in the internet like a whole business model that's just based on manipulating people and i think that's the other thing that has to change yeah it's just a matter of bringing awareness of what it can do to you that that it uh that it, it like it makes you do it in moderation or find yeah. alternatives, I guess, because you could kind of compare it to like cigarettes, right? Like wasn't yeah. cigarettes at one point like cool and like, yeah, exactly. you know, like because people didn't know, didn't really know, especially when it first started, people were like, oh, this is something that's like, it's not bad. It's it, was not adver- bad you know? it was actually advertised as uh, healthy for you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And there's yeah. how many of those things are happening right now with different things, you know, Yeah, that they're yeah. like completely advertised. And then once they're exposed or that uh, you kind of see the issues with it, whether I guess now with with the technology it will be more psychological than than physical. Yeah. Then, uh, then you start finding alternatives or becoming more aware of it as society because you're just learning as you go. You know, that's that's what. But I, I agree with that. But going back to the uh, to the ads thing, though. Yeah. Have you? Like, I got linked today to, um, like this. It's Ubuntu SSH ads that you get like ads on your terminal now. What? Like, you, can you believe that, dude? Like, I've not seen this. We're going backwards here. <laughs> this is indeed backwards. <laughs> yeah, it's, like yeah. I guess when you when you uh, because uh, somebody mentioned that there was like there was a uh, node node package that uh, they recently updated or something, and in the yeah. update, it literally popped up like a donation link to like help them out. And oh. Stuff. And they're like, "What the heck?" So they're like, "So they started posting it on this, uh, yeah, yeah." To um, and and I looked into it, and apparently you can do these things where you could like modify these things to to just throw ads at whenever yeah. you install an, a note package or any package or library and things like that. So, uh, I remember um, like a little bit of an older discussion around this as well, where people felt really offended by one of the packages having a like donation link in their like post install message or something a what in their like post install message so what do they have though a donation link 
Oh, okay, okay, yeah. And people got really offended and like and I think that's like shitty. Like we owe open source maintainers so much because it they essentially do this for free and like let's be honest, all major companies and the whole internet runs on open source. So yeah, people shouldn't it doesn't incentivize for open source at all and which is like completely wrong i think yeah this is yeah we could definitely talk forever about that because i have a lot to say about that as well yeah let's uh keep that for another time yeah let's do it maybe wrap here yeah let's see if we can get back to like a weekly cadence high hopes high hopes then hopefully i can also yeah, give an update on like the whole coding stuff that I'm working on. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. So awesome. uh yeah. Let's cool. hope that it is next week when I see you or talk yes. to you. Yeah. All right. Then take Later, care. Later, dude. Bye bye.